Hey, this is Stay Blessed Podcasts, part one, my brothers. So in my recent podcasts, I mentioned that I had three brothers, and crazily, all three of my brothers have the same mental disorder, which is some type of schizophrenia. Um, Of course, I'm the oldest out of all three of them, but then there's um, his name. I won't say, but I'll make up one. Uh, D. Or, I mean, uh, the oldest out of the three boys. Um, Luis. And then we have... Joey, and then we have Jose, so they all have their their own personality and their own way of handling and their mental disorder, and Luis is probably the oldest one, is the only one that is doing so, so good. Um, when we were in foster care, you know, he showed, he was the one that showed the signs more, and so they were able to catch it in time. And he was about, maybe, I mean, I'm taking a wild guess, because I don't know, I wasn't with him, um, 15, and, um, they were able to diagnose him with it and give him the help that he needed. And ever since then, you know, he's been in and out of treatment and group homes and facilities, you know, figuring out <coughs> what meds are going to be working with him. You know, he was on that roller coaster ride, you know, because there's there was good days and there was bad days, but I think it just fell into finding the right medicine for him um but now he's in a he seems to me um in a more better place I mean I'm sure he still struggles and fights it but and you know I'm hoping supposedly he's taking his meds but you know, he seems like he's doing good, he's happy, um, the only disadvantage is, you know, he has to be far away from family, and as, as much as that hurts him, and it it does suck not being able to see him, I think that's the best for him, you know, because I see my other two brothers who are not getting help, they're in an environment where there's so many people, there's so many ways to, you know, get the things that they want, like drugs or alcohol, and my, my brother Luis, who's, he's like out in the middle of nowhere, granted, you know, he got his shit taken care of, and, you know, when he's, where he's at, you know, he's with people who make sure that he's taking his meds, and he has his own, um, like financial person that makes sure that he's not spending all his money on stupid things, uh, they're in control of the money, and he's not. So that's, you know, good if he wants to 
buy something or whatnot. I'm sure he has to earn the privilege. But, um, I'm just really, you know, thankful to God that at least one of my brothers is doing okay and doing better than the other two. I, I mean, I'm not quite sure. I don't know much about my the middle child, so that next one would be Joey. I don't really know too much to say too much. All I know is that he is in deep. Um, but I feel like God is finding his, the way so he can get his help. Because, um, again, he's far, far away, but he's in prison. Um, you know, he was battling his demons. And, you know, when... They, I mean, I don't even remember how he came into our mom's care, but, you know, I was living with our mom, and then he came and lived with us, along with the youngest, um, Jose, and we all eventually were living with our mom, but when they were both in the house, like, in the, when we were all living together, like, there was always this darkness, this presence, and I hated it, like, I was scared to be in that room or trailer, because, I mean, at the time, I didn't really think about it, but when, when both of the, my brothers eventually just left, you know, you could be able to, you were able to breathe, and nothing was dark anymore, but uh, with, with Joey, you know, he was, he had a lot of anger, and just was never smiling, I mean, the only way to get him to smile or laugh was if he was smoking, some, you know, and I, I mean, I don't under, understand why these these types of mental disorders you want to smoke and smoke and smoke and smoke. It's really crazy, but from what I've heard and seen and studies show that I guess I mean, smoking cigarettes, not weed, helps the brain in many ways. I mean, I'm not a scientist or an expert, so I don't know what that means. So, because all three of um, my brothers, they like to smoke cigarettes. They're like, that's like their addiction. Anyways, so back to Joey. He had a lot of anger, and it was hard for him to talk. It was hard for him to do anything. He didn't want to do it. He was very disrespectful and rude. And, you know, I had, I hadn't, uh, then I finally moved out because I hadn't, you know, I was with my boyfriend and had some kids and they were still living with my mom and it just came to the point where my mom wanted him out and he couldn't he didn't take it lightly he thought I, I could still come back mom will lock the door say you're you're out like don't come back but you know one day he came back and he 
um, I was talking to him on the phone. I said, you know what? You need to go get help. You need help. You cannot come back to our mom's house because you are being destructive. You are being disrespectful and you have a lot of anger. You need help. And if we need to help you get somewhere, well, then we'll do it. And, you know, he just got so mad and he was, he threw a brick, I think, at the car and was just getting a little hostile and eventually we had to call the cops and, and they came and uh, I don't remember what happened afterwards, but I, you know, he's been to the hospital, they, but you know, he just ran away. He was ran away. And then from there on, we just never heard or seen him ever. And, you know, when you're around him, you just feel this, this sadness, but this anger, you know, and you can see it. And he stayed with one of our aunts and God knows what happened over there, but supposedly he done things and you know he was in and out of jail and then he was in jail for the longest time and finally he was able to get out and I I just don't understand when when the system knows someone has a mental illness they need to understand that when they come out into the world they're not going to know what to do they have nowhere to go they need that extra help so that they can feel a little more comfortable and they didn't do that for him because he was back in jail within maybe a week of his departure like when they released him you know because he almost he was attacking someone with a knife like like throwing his knife at them like trying to kill them and that's not okay and I was just so mad at his his PO and I'm like, are you serious? Like, get him the fucking help. Like, he needs meds. And he needs someone to be able to assist him with that and get his SSI in Section 8. Get it. And um, so that's why, where um, he's at. He's in the prison for the, the mental people, I believe. And um, it's in an area where... Um, you know, they do the evaluation, they get his meds, and I'm hoping from there that they'll put him on the right track, you know, because it's one out of two brothers. I would like to have at least two out of one, because it's, it's pretty, it's just, it's crazy, and, you know, I, I do think about him every day, and worry, and you know, I get scared because I don't know what they're capable of, especially my youngest. He's out there. God knows what. He knows where I live. And I hate to say that, but he, you know, when I'm, it's different though. Like they, I love my brothers to death, but like when it came to being around Joey, it was like an eerie, again, lonely angry feeling like I, I I was I would rather be more scared than him than my youngest yeah I'm, I, I I do get scared around him because when you're around people like that like you don't know what they're capable of capable of doing especially when they're not on their meds 
you don't know what they're thinking they hear these voices and you you don't know if they're gonna say say oh do this and do that like and you know for all I know those voices could tell him to do something and with my youngest you know he would say that the voices would just put him down could be true could not they're the the biggest manipulators and liars I've ever met believe that because he was staying with with me and my family for not even a month and you know my boyfriend is he's a little bit better at reading people than I do I just feel more of the the people's vibes their aura the auras like like just if they feel like if they're gonna be a good person or a bad person or if they're gonna you know that kind of thing but he reads them a lot more and he 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 read him off the bat oh he's gonna you know play us and he's this and he's that you know this and then I'm just like but he's my brother and I'm helping him and he's you know said this and that and and I guess I just didn't want to believe it in the, at the end of the day because I thought, you know, with him saying, I want to change, I want to do this, I want to do that, that he actually did want it, <laughs> but unbelievable. Anyways, so back to um, Joey. I'll finish that story later. Um, but that's pretty much all that I really know. Um, he was just in and out of jail, fighting, fighting. That's all I really know, and I just hope that he is getting the help that he needs, and eventually I will call and see what's going on and see where he's at, and hopefully when I get more information, um, my part two, I can explain and tell you more about what I have learned. Now, with my last and the youngest brother, um, Jose... I mean, there's a lot I could say on him, and some things I might not say, but there are things that I want to say because people need to know what kind of people they are, what kind of schizophrenia people are, and they need to understand what it's like on my point of view to be able to see it and feel it and deal with it. Um, this one is just as stubborn and mind you, the two, the two boys that were having a hard time getting the help, they, they didn't want help. They were, they were hard headed. They didn't think they needed the help. And maybe it's just because they're scared too. But you know what? You're out in reality. You are out in life and around people. Why are you going to be selfish and not get the help that you need? Because you're not only risking your life, you're risking other people's life. Because God knows what you're going to do or say. You know, because... For example... Uh, Joey, right after he got out of jail, he went back out on the streets and was being very destructive. Anger. Had a knife. 
I don't know what what the whole story was where he was he attacked somebody with a knife that right there he could have killed somebody and it was because he was not getting the fucking help that he needed nobody cares and it's like that's what's wrong with society whether it's because of the you know the professionals or even you why are you going to be hard-headed about what you have and not get the help that you need and that's where it angers me so much that and I think that they should change the age of consent because there's so many homeless people there's so many of them that have a mental condition that they're some of them probably are a risk to themselves and a risk to other people and I think that if they change that age of consent where, you know, oh, you're an adult, they're, they're the ones that has to make that decision. They don't fucking know the decision. Maybe they do, but you already know they're not going to want to get the help. They're just going to want to go on the street, do drugs, do bad things, and risk going in and out of jail. Maybe that would help society so they don't see these homeless people or these crazy people going in and out of jail. If there's people like their family or friends that are willing to help them, then it needs to change where, no, you don't have it. You don't have. It's not up to you. It's up to the person that wants to get you the help. And, you know, if they fuck it up and they don't want to get the help, then you're out. Bye. But no, they reach that that adult age and they, they have to make that decision on themselves. And, you know, I get that. But when it comes to a disorder like this, people don't don't get it. And I'm not trying to be or a pity party over here because I have three brothers. I have the schizophrenia. <clears throat> but it it's about reality. And as time goes, I feel that even the kids young right now they may develop it and whether or not they have good parents and hmm, something's wrong with my kid I'd rather get the help that they need maybe maybe it's better than back in the days where the parents they had no fucking idea like my mom but still if parents nowadays can catch it sooner or later you, I, it's just mind baffling and uh, I can't change anything just hope for the best and my youngest you know he he played me he played me good and I just I cannot believe it like that is what a person even on his meds could do to hurt somebody and even a family member their own blood and I worked, I worked my butt off. I didn't have to do anything because I was working overnight. I have three kids and I have a boyfriend. We got shit to take care of, including my own damn self. But no, I went out of my way. And I said, you know what? I'm getting sick and tired of you coming around our mom's house. She's getting old, not young. Stop going over there and fucking not doing shit for yourself. Can I come over? If you come over, you need to want it. You need to understand that I'm going to be hard on you. 
you're going to give me all your cards, and you're going to take your meds. And he said, okay, fine. But the moment that he came into our home, and our boyfriend, you know, he loves him, and he misses the old Anthony. He knew it from the, the moment he came in. He said, he's playing us. He is playing us. And I didn't, I mean, in some ways I kind of felt that little bit of a vibe, but I didn't, I pushed it aside because I didn't want to believe it. I didn't want that to consume my beliefs. <clears throat> but my youngest, he did it. He took some, he went to therapy. I took him there. He took his meds. You know, he was doing all right. And <clears throat> there was things where he, we would let we would let him do things and we were like, oh, we shouldn't be doing that. But we did it. But his, but at the same time when he was staying with us, there was nothing, there was no change in him. He wasn't wanting nothing, no change. He just wanted a place to stay because it was fucking cold out. He just wanted a phone. At that moment that I got him that phone, he dipped. I still, all, I still have all his stuff. He has nothing. Realizing that he th- there was no change in him, I'm just like, damn, I wasted my time and I wasted my energy on this fool. My own brother, my own blood. He's my half-brother. And he played me. And no one knows what he is he was living out on the streets living a life that no one should have to live but he lived it because he didn't want to get the help that he needed he wasn't taking his meds it was all all he wanted in life was smokes drugs and booze and his phone and he was fine because he would always come to our mom's house and eat shower do laundry. Nope, not anymore. Especially after you played me. And, you know, when he, when he was staying here, all he really cared about was smoking, 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 smoking. Whether it was weed or cigarettes. More, more so cigarettes. And it came to the point where I told him, you know what, if you want to smoke, you either go somewhere else and do that and don't come back or you work for it you do something whether it's reading a book reading a chapter you know cleaning picking up helping us out he did he did it for a bit but you know that he wasn't liking it oh well you're living in my house my rules take it or leave it and you know I was proud of him because he was doing things that I thought he was doing he was changing a little bit but not too much but then it just went downhill so, so fast. And the fact that he dipped in the way his story line came about, it just, wow. You know, he's telling my mom to tell me, oh, I got arrested because I have a warrant, I guess. I don't know. First of all, you're living with me. You need to be talking to me, not our mom. You have my fucking number, and you have me on Facebook, and you 
know how to work that fucking messenger. I mean, we used it before. And second, who has time to fucking text somebody before you get arrested? Third of all, I called every fucking county. Is so-and-so here? So-and-so here? Nope, nope, nope. Right then and there, I knew he was fucking lying. He was playing me and everyone else. And and I was hurt. But it switched when I found out what the fuck he, what he just did. And it was more, I'm pissed. And I'm still pissed. For someone who, who doesn't... He plays it really well, and he has, he knows what he's doing, yet he has this mental condition, and it just, it's like, mind-blowing, like, how can you do this when you know you have this disorder, you have fucking schizophrenia, and you still know how to manipulate, you still know how to play these games, yet you're not done, but you're smart, smart enough to ask, can I have a cigarette, can I smoke that weed, smart enough to come home with a stolen bike. I told him, get that fucking shit out of here. I don't want to hear it in our property. Smart enough to come home with a bag of weed. Where the fuck did you get that? And he played me good. And I will never know why he, he left or why he did it. But in my heart, he just wanted somewhere to stay, and he wanted somewhere to be able to refresh, rejuvenate himself, get back his energy, and oh, I'm fed. I'm good. I have clothes. I, I have a phone now. Bye. I have a jacket. And another thing, you know, he took his charger. He never took his charger when he was going to come back, but he took it. What made me more mad was the fact that he made up a lie. And a lie where he's like, I got arrested. You think I'm dumb? Oh, no, no. I'm not dumb. Sometimes I have my blonde moments, but you know what? I'm not dumb. I'm just glad that he didn't do anything to me or our kids. And, you know, he when he was staying with us, he had, you know, seizures. And I have no idea if it had anything to do with his meds or if he was faking it or if he was doing drugs. God knows what. But we had three boys and one of them really liked him. But it's like. They looked at him and probably wondered what the fuck was wrong with him. I'm not going to explain it to my kids. But at the end of the day, I think God truly was like, you know what? You did what you could. But no more. You've done enough. And, you know, he was happy. And whether I have my emotions, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I'm happy. And, um... It's just, 
blows me away, I guess. And um, I don't need my kids around around that. And it is what it is. But he's nothing to me anymore, and I don't like saying that because family means everything to me. But what he did, he fucked things up with our mom. He fucked it up with me. No respect right there. And I will never understand and I will never know and I don't want to know. He was somebody that I just, he wasn't my brother. I didn't know who he was. And when he was staying with us, we found out he would wear girl panties. What the fuck does that mean? He don't look like he's gay. He don't look like he's bi. That should have been a red flag. But a red flag for what? Fucking A, man. All I know is... He's definitely not my brother. I don't know who he is anymore. And that's what that mental disorder does to people. They change you and you're not there. It's and when you keep going on with life and you get older and you don't take care of yourself and you don't get on your damn meds sooner or later bad shit's gonna happen and I don't know I don't want to be in on that and I don't want to be a part of it that's all on him now and he he lost everyone and with that being said like I that's why I want to jump into that career of you know I, 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 I'm a caregiver at QMAP now and uh, I love helping the, the seniors out you know because they're you know funny and I just love helping them out you know because they're so innocent and they're so fragile and you know some of them you know they're left to be alone and it's just it's, it's sad but eventually I mean go back and forth but eventually I would like to go back to school and kind of jump start a career and become a counselor or behavior counselor psychologist and focus my my main on those who have a mental disorder and it could be anything schizophrenia, bipolar depression but more so those three because those are the big ones that people have to deal with or go through or they have and what inspired me is my brothers the fact that all three of them have it blows my mind and it's like fascinating at the same time not in a bad way but in a way that you're just like your mind's blown like what the fuck I'm not a scientist. I'm not a researcher. I don't, I'm not 
what do you call it, like a brain person. I would love to be go far in that and study their brain, study what the fuck is going on in their brain. Why do they make these choices? Why do they smoke so much? I wish, maybe. Gotta have money for that. But one day at a time, my brothers inspired me to be a better person and to realize that even with my demons, I'm a fighter and I'm strong. And people can put me down and say whatever the fuck they want to say to me or remember me from the past. Oh, she's a fucking hoe. She did this, she did that. You can define me, but remember this. You're defining who you are. I don't want to be that person where I'm talking shit to somebody because that's defining who I am. I'd rather be better than that. My brothers inspired me to fight my battles. Yeah, it's it's still a struggle. It ain't easy. But I know that I have three boys and they mean the most to me. And that's one of my fears. I have three boys. I have three brothers. That is the most scariest thing for me. If my all, all my my kids, who knows what if they have it? But I don't want to make that mistake and not give them the help that they need. Because if I just eh, whatever, who knows? Before it's too late, they might develop the same mental dis- disorder. And then what? Fuck. It definitely is one of the many eye-openers that I have in my life. Knowing that I have three brothers and three boys. And then I'm going to fight. Fight so that I know that my kids can grow up. They can graduate. They can get good grades. They can go to college. And it will be a true blessing because not only will I see that it would all have been because of me and what my mother instincts is telling me to do it's not because I'm crazy or don't you're stupid no I don't want to risk my kids going through that And if I'm there as their mother to push it and karate chop it out of the way, boom, bam, nothing, all right, let's do it. I'm all for it. Because I want them to succeed and I want to cry when that moment comes, when I know that I've, we made it. Thanks, Mom. Even though you were hard on me or you were mean, thank you. You're welcome, son. Now go have fun in life. That's what I fucking want.
my brothers inspire me to be a better person, to be a better mother. I'm doing my damnedest to be the better, better sister, but it's hard when, when your brothers fuck you over, play, play games. But you know what? I'm learning to not hold grudges. Trying to learn to just forget it. I'll never forget it. But I'm just over it now. Move on. Go on in life. I have better things to do. And I do. I wasted energy and time. Yeah. But I can bring it back. And I will. And I hope they find what they're looking for in their life. And God bless their soul. I do not wish bad on them. I wish good. And hopefully they would they will realize. And if not, then you know, that's on them. I did what I could. And eventually, this will be something where I would have to come to myself and forgive in due time. But that's all I can really say. So thank you for listening. Stay tuned for the next podcast. Thank you.